Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of Taylor May Sports. Taylor Taylor coming to you from my hometown, the capital city of Georgia, of Atlanta, where on this program, no doubt, we are rocking the sports bell from the ATL. Make sure that you check me out anytime on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Kevin Taylor ninety eight, and you'll see all my uh, photos and even videos of the Taylor May Sports Minute when I go on location, and uh, just a lot of fun. So you'll be able to hear and also see when I go out to different places and uh, be able to get a good feel of uh, maybe behind the scenes or even just out and um, uh, with the enjoyment and as well as you'll be able to experience, you know, the locker room or or uh, post-game comments or any in-game activity on my social media pages as well. So it will be great to have you follow me and also send a friend request on Facebook at any time. On this edition of the show, we're going to hear comments from Georgia State head football coach Sean Elliott, also their star wide receiver Penny Hart, as well as Georgia head football coach Kirby Smart. So get ready. It's all on the way. Like I told you, we're rocking the sports bell from the ATL right here on Taylor Make Sports with Kevin Taylor. But, hey, we're going to start with football of another kind. <laughs> soccer as the Atlantic United they're doing very well and of course we've got a milestone to report to you yes a milestone happened on Friday August 24th even though it wasn't in Atlanta it was in Orlando but we'll get to that in a second but uh, he's a Venezuelan native and that's Joseph Martinez he broke the MLS single season scoring record with the 28th goal of the season and the United's 2-1 to win over Orlando City SC on Friday night. And it was played at Orlando City Stadium in front of an excited 25,058 fans who were in attendance. Now, some, of course, were United fans who traveled from Atlanta to Orlando to attend the game. Martinez also scored in his ninth straight match, and that tied the MLS record for most consecutive matches with a goal. It was also the 47th of this MLS career, and, of course, Many more are yet to still come. The score was tied at 1-1 when Martinez made history in the 74th minute on a play which began with a give-and-go. That's what it's called. Now, I, I, I know it's mainly basketball, but no, this was a give-and-go soccer, <laughs> soccer proportion here. It was between Tito uh, Villalba and Julian Gressel. Gressel received the pass on the right side and actually cut back through the midfield. And he found Martinez, and uh, he was unmarked on the left side. He was able to get the ball over Orlando City goalkeeper Joe Bendick to break the MLS record. Afterward, Martinez took off his shirt to begin the celebration right on the field. The win also was a milestone for another United player, as it was goalkeeper Brad Guzan's 15th of the season, and it broke his previous single-season record of 14 wins set by Chavez, USA, in 2007. So congratulations go out to Joseph Martinez as well as Brad Cusson and the Atlanta United with picking up another win as they continue a great season for sure. Now, um, speaking of Martinez, now he passed former leaders Roy Lasseter, Bradley Wright Phillips, and Chris Wadonlowski. I think I pronounced that correctly. And uh, I apologize if I did. <laughs> Leonardo Gonzalez Perez scored his second career goal for the United. His first actually came against FC Dallas, 
on September 10th, 2017, in the inaugural match at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And it was the first goal in the venue's history. Wow, and he got a second one against Orlando City on Friday night. Now, Martinez also scored in his ninth consecutive match, tying the league's all-time record of nine, and that was held by Diego Valeri. Now, Julian Gressel picked up his 10th assist of the season on Martinez' goal. Gressel has now passed his assist uh, record, well, tally, rather, from his rookie season of last year, and that was set at nine. So, um, you know, some great uh, accomplishments were set by the United on Friday night. So um, the United are now 16-4-6 with 54 points on the season, and their next match will be on Sunday, September 2nd, when they travel to D.C. United at 8 p.m. You can catch that game on FS1. The United are in the stretch of a four-game road trip, so they won't be back to Mercedes-Benz Stadium until late. September. And speaking of Mercedes-Benz Stadium, you know, we got some true heavy hitters in town as we record this program on Saturday, August 25th. It's the On the Road, On the Run 2 tour that is at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And uh, you got Jay-Z, Jigga, he's in town. Queen Bay, Beyonce, you know, they're performing. And uh, for sure, it's, uh, I believe it's sold out. So, uh, but it's a very high ticket. So, of course, the place where they Falcons at United Play is now turned into a concert venue for truly two A-listers. I believe DJ Khaled, DJ Khaled is on the program as well. So uh, you're going to have a, a great time if you're in Atlanta and heading over to Mercedes-Benz Stadium for sure. So, uh, hey, some records are made on the, on the playing field, and uh, some great times will be had when the place is transformed into a concert-slash-party venue. Taylor Swift played there. Uh, not too long ago as well. So uh, just a lot of fun over at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So if you can, try to take advantage if you're going to be in the Atlanta area to take advantage of some of the uh, games as well as some of the uh, entertainment that comes through as well. Speaking of the Falcons, they're actually on the road tonight in JV or Jacksonville. They take on the Jaguars in the third preseason game and what is also known as the final dress rehearsal for the start of the regular season. Now this it's the third time in three years that the two teams have met in preseason. The two teams split the previous two meetings with the Jaguars having an 8-5 record against the Falcons in the preseason. Now, of course, you know, you don't really expect starters Devontae Freeman, Julio Jones, and to Ricardo Allen to play. You know, these guys, you know, they got a little, little change, you know, that you know, they're not really going to play. You know, they really want to be saved to keep from getting hurt. You know, going into the regular season for sure, no doubt about that. But uh, of course, you know we're going to see Matt Ryan, no, no problem there. You know, so we're going to see him probably with that first string team offense, and of course that is what you can expect: the first team offense and defense playing at least the first half, maybe even into the second. I'm sure the team will want to take a closer look at young guys such as Calvin Ridley and Edo Smith, and then a closer look at the offensive line battle as well. On the defensive side, it's going to be mostly probably uh, looked at the pass rush. That's what I expect. And, of course, if the defense is in those situations, that's going to be key. How well will they be able to get to the quarterback? So I think that's going to be a key in this preseason game, as well as special teams, mainly the return game. Will Marvin Hall win the return battle? 
you know, I, I needed some some like some soap opera music there, like the organ. <laughs> well, we're gonna find out with Marvin Hall, uh, even Justin Hardy. You know, I think he's returning. Uh, put yeah, Calvin Ridley uh, returning kickoffs in the last game. So so special teams is is gonna be a big big item. Uh, of course, you know, as you go into the regular season to get that improvement from what happened last season. So um, will Marvin Hall win that uh, return battle? Well. Depends on what happens tonight, I think. Kickoff is set for 7 o'clock with Falcons and Jaguars. All right, now moving on to the WNBA, the Atlanta Dream. They're in the semifinals of the WNBA playoffs. Congratulations to these lovely ladies. we got to show them some love here. And they clinched a second seed, and uh, they received a double bye, a double bye in the tournament. And, of course, before we get into their series with third-seeded Washington. we got to say congratulations to head coach Nikki Cullen, who this past Tuesday was named AP Coach of the Year. Congratulations, Coach Cullen. Well-deserved honor you why. Her first year as head coach, she led the dream for a 23-11 regular season record. Cullen was previously honored during the season when she actually earned the WNBA Coach of the Month for both the months of July and August. So toward the latter part of the season, hey, the dream started rolling, and she's she's been rewarded. Cullen has a defensive mindset, and, of course, it goes into her coaching style, and that has led the dream to multiple franchise records, including an eight-game winning streak from July 8th through 22nd, and 23 regular season wins to the most in team history, and 10 road wins. Can you believe that? 10 wins on the road, and that's very hard to do in any sport. For sure. I mean, well, you know, when you play a, a condensed season, you know, but, uh, hey, these ladies put it all on the line every night, and uh, you can tell they really do work hard and they really do play for Coach Cullen, for sure. Now, Coach Cullen did say in a statement, quote, I am incredibly humbled to be named AP Coach of the Year. When I accepted the position in Atlanta, I knew how important it was to hire a great coaching staff, and I am lucky to work Daily, alongside Mike Peterson, Darius Taylor, and Zach Cooper, I inherited a group of players who were hungry for success and have been easy to coach, and I thank them for their belief in a rookie head coach. Now, keep in mind what she said here. Now, she said she was lucky to work alongside Daly with her assistant coaches. That's what it's all about. When you have great assistants and you have good assistants, you're going to be a good coach as well because it just meshes all together. But when you have assistant coaches that mm, some of the questions, some, some things are questionable, you know, as to how they're calling things or or their um, technique, I guess you could say, mm, may not be the best situation there. But, yes, when the assistant coaches are good and they are a good fit for you as well as the team, and, hey, like I said, it's going to be a win-win across the board, and that's what happened here in the case of the Atlanta Dream. Nikki Cullen is surrounding herself with some great assistant coaches, and even though she's taking the award, but basically it's a team effort even on the coaching side. So congratulations again to Coach Cullen as well as her staff and the whole team, the whole team, yeah, no doubt. Um, Dream, I don't think even were projected to even get not only to – the, the second seed, but the playoffs in general after the season they had last season. So, but uh, you know they they got Angel back. You know after taking a year off, and uh, I guess you could say last thing we say a breath of new air, 
a breath of fresh air, you know, uh, in the locker room, coaching staff. So it paid off well. And uh, the Dream will start the series in game one on Sunday at 3 p.m. inside McKimmish Pavilion on the, tech, uh, on the Georgia Tech campus in Midtown, Atlanta. The game will be televised on ESPN2. The series will be tough, no doubt, especially playing without their leader, Adrian McCautry, which was mentioned. Angels out for the remainder of the season with a knee injury. The Dream still have balance, though, especially with Tiffany Hayes, who led the team in scoring with just over 17 a game. Now, more about Tiffany in a moment. Washington is led by Elena Deladon, who is who in three games against the Dream this season, during the regular season, uh, she led her team in scoring with just over 22 a game. The Dream won the season series against Washington two games to one. Games one and two of this playoff series will be in Atlanta on Sunday. I will be there. And uh, game two will be on Tuesday night at 8 o'clock, also at McKinney's Pavilion. Game three will be in Washington on Friday at 8 p.m. Now, if necessary, game four will be on Sunday, September 2nd, and game five, if necessary, will be on Tuesday, September 4th, in Atlanta at 8 p.m. The winner of the series face the winner of the Phoenix-Seattle series, which is a five, which is a fifth seed and one seeded series in the WNBA Finals, and uh, that will start on Thursday, September 6th at 8 p.m., just in case, you know, of course, the dream gets there, that's when that will start. Now, that might be a little bit like you're too far ahead, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, um, speaking of Tiffany Hayes, this past Tuesday, we got to say congratulations to her, too. She was named AP First Team All-WNBA. Congratulations, Tiffany. And uh, it's been a great season for her as well. And she also earned WNBA Eastern Conference Player of the Week three times during the season and WNBA Player of the Month for July. And not only did she lead the team in scoring, but she also recorded 12, yes, you heard me right, 12 games with at least 20 points. This season, yes. So, congratulations goes out to Tiffany Hayes and a season, a great season for sure. That was very well done. Now, uh, going back to the uh, format here for the uh, WNBA playoffs, like I told you, the um, winner of this series would face Phoenix and Seattle. Of course, Seattle is the number one seed in that bracket, and uh, I, I think it would be great—a great matchup between the Dream and Seattle. And uh, if that's the case, the finals, like I told you, will start on Thursday, September 6th at 8 p.m. And, um, you know, I, I think that would just be a great, great matchup. The top two teams in the league this season, putting it all on the line. Wow. <laughs> Something. It's Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor rocking the sports bell from the ATL. Make sure you get to check me out anytime on social media, Kevin Taylor 98 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now, my friends, can you believe that we're less than a week away from the start of college football season? Yes. 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 College football will kick off on Thursday night. Yes, Thursday night is the kickoff of college football season in Atlanta, as it will be a Metro Atlanta showdown at Georgia State Stadium between the Panthers and Kennesaw State. The distance between the two schools is, check this out, 25 miles. Yes, only 25 miles between downtown Atlanta and northwest 
metro Atlanta of Kennesaw, which is located uh, well, uh, Kennesaw is in Bartow County. Uh, I'm sorry, Cherokee County, which is just north of Cobb County, which is on the northern end of the metro Atlanta area. But you can just take I-75 and that'll lead you right there. And um, no time at all. But you know, if you've ever been to Atlanta, you know how traffic can be. So 25 miles can seem like 50, 75. You know, sometimes, but but yeah, 25 miles is the approximate distance between the two schools. Now, for Georgia State, this is the ninth season for their football program. The Panthers want to keep, of course, the momentum momentum they had from last season under their first year head coach Sean Elliott, who was 75 and led the team to their first bowl win in the Automation Cure Bowl, a 27 to 17 victory over Western Kentucky. Now, Kennesaw State is led by head coach Brian Bohannon. And he is in his fourth season. He has a record of 26-10. and 10. And uh, the team, well, they had a successful season last year as well. But they lost in the quarterfinal round of the FCS playoffs. Now, this season, hey, they're already ranked fifth in the FCS preseason poll. Now, let's hear from Georgia State head coach Sean Elliott. And uh, let's get his take on what type of game he's going to be expecting on Thursday. Certainly it's going to be a tough battle. I mean, uh, very well-coached football team. Uh, had a great year a year ago. Uh, so, you know, uh, a tough style of option offense coming in for the first game. Uh, what I do love about it is uh, the proximity of the two universities, the two football teams, that um, our players and their players know someone, uh, one another. They, they've had backgrounds in high school. Uh, we even have a brother of one of our players playing for them. They just signed with Kennesaw this past year. So that's exciting. And I. Uh, I think they're a quality opponent. I mean, I really do. I mean, it's it's not coaches speak to sit up here. If you watch their film, uh, you know exactly they're dangerous. Uh, their offense, their defense, their special teams, everything about the program uh, is something we have to be on our toes. I mean, uh, the great thing about it, uh, we know a lot more about our football team this year than we did a year ago going in. Uh, you're always going to have some surprises, but you're not going to have as much of a surprise as we did a year ago. All right. Well, it's going to be a great matchup for sure. And I will be at the game on Thursday night, so make sure to check out my updates on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, so it's going, to be a, it's going to be a tough matchup for Georgia State, but uh, it's going to be one I know that will be very competitive. So both of these teams are going to be looking to get out of the gate with some good momentum with a win for sure. Now the Panthers also have a talented wide receiver and junior Penny Hart, who's preseason All-American. And uh, he led the Sunbelt Conference last season with 74 receptions, and that was a school record. He also had 1,121 yards receiving, and he scored eight touchdowns. I spoke with him about being a leader on this year's football team. Ever since I stepped foot on this campus, you know, and on this team, I felt like I've been a leader, you know, even from freshman year and those seniors giving me the opportunity to be able to have, you know, a position to lead, you know, but I'm excited. You know, once again, I can't say it enough, being able to have the opportunity and the respect of my teammates to be able to be in this position to help lead and be a part of something special that's continuing to grow. And grow he will because I think Penny Hart will have another fantastic season for sure. You can watch the game on ESPN Plus at 7 o'clock on Thursday night. Or, yeah, just come on down to Georgia State Stadium. We'd love to have you down there at the game to see you in person as well. Now, also on Thursday night, Clark Atlanta, they're opening up their 2018 season on the road against Mississippi College, 
kickoff is set for 8 p.m. for the Panthers. Now, Georgia, they're still continuing their preparation for their September 1st season opener, which is, of course, just a week away against Austin Peay. Now, let's hear from head coach Kirby Smart on what the focus has been in practice for the Bulldogs. We've begin to, begun to work on uh, some of our opponents. So we're doing some um, periods a day, probably two periods a day, on upcoming opponents to try to prepare for things that maybe our offense doesn't do, whether it's triple option or something our defense doesn't do so that our offense can prepare for it. So we've had about four of those periods. They've been good. Um, Got most of, got a lot of guys back from injuries that are maybe not 100%, but they're out there practicing close to healthy. All right, that was Kirby Smart and telling us about his team preparation now. They're starting to prepare for a, you know, teams they're going to be facing here coming up in just a matter of days. Wow, a week away from Georgia's season opener and less than a week away from Georgia State at Clark Atlanta's season openers. Oh, boy, what a great time for to be a football fan if you love college or the NFL, no doubt. No doubt about that. Now on to baseball. Hey, Peachtree City, they were playing in the Little League World Series in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, but uh, mm, they're out now. They lost to Hawaii 3 to nothing. The loss actually is bittersweet, and the reason why I said it is because, of course, you know, the tropical storm uh, lane was or has been battering the islands of Hawaii, and I uh, know that's very emotional for the, uh, the coaches and players, as well as, of course, before then you had the, the lava that was just erupting, you know, from the volcano out in Hawaii. So, you know, you, you, it, Hawaii is a team that you really root for because of everything that's going on right now, but, of course, here locally, yeah, you want to see your local team really get to the Little League World Series, but uh, at the same time, you know, play for that championship, but uh, that was not meant to be. Uh, did not happen as Peachtree City uh, loses to Hawaii in today's action, three to nothing. So uh, Hawaii will go on, I believe, to the championship round, and Peachtree City will be coming home. But uh, at the same time, hey, you know, both teams had a great season. Well, Peachtree City had a great season. Hawaii still have a great season. So, you know, nothing for them to hang their heads low about. So congratulations, Peachtree City, and, uh, you know, much more success to come for you in the seasons to come for sure. So that's what we're hoping right here on Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. All right, now to Major League Baseball. As the Braves have enjoyed a very good week. After being swept at home by Colorado last weekend, the Braves went on the road to squeak a three-game series against Pittsburgh and took game one of their series against Miami before losing on Friday night one to nothing. The Braves are now – check this out. Are you ready? Are you sitting down? Because no one expected this this season. Maybe next season, but not this year. So – are you sitting down? Are you sure? Okay. They're now 72 and 56 and have a three game lead over Philadelphia in the National League East. Now, even though, yeah, I, I know, yes. <laughs> even though Mike Bortonevich took the loss on Friday, he's fourth in the league in ERA with a 2.67. And the Braves' starting rotation has pitched very well in recent games. The Braves' pitching staff is fifth in the league with a 3.73 ERA. Miami, of course, the Braves' opponent this weekend is last in the league with a 4.76 ERA. So, of course, you know, that stands to work in the Braves' favor. The staff as a whole is ninth in Major League Baseball. Now, of course, on the offensive side, Freddie Freeman, he leads the National League and hitting with a 3.16 average, and his teammate Nick Marquez is second with a 3.12 average. So those two will battle it out. 
down the stretch for sure. The Braves fielding has been solid as well. The team is fourth in the league as a whole with a 986 fielding percentage, only committing 61 errors. After the Braves series in Miami concludes, they're off Monday and then return home for a two-game series against Tampa Bay on Tuesday and Wednesday at 735, of course, at Suncharge Park. Thursday is a makeup game with Chicago. The Cubs will be in town at 735. And then they begin a weekend series against Pittsburgh, of course, at Suncharge Park on Friday. The games at 735 on Friday, 710 on Saturday, and 505 on Sunday. So why don't you come on to Atlanta, spend your Labor Day weekend in the ATL. You got college football, you got Major League Baseball. Hey, what a great week to spend Labor Day weekend, you know, here, right here in Atlanta. Well, what else you got to do, right? Come on, come on. <laughs> and uh, so it'll be great, a great trip for you, for sure. Now, finally, it was made official on Friday, this past Friday. The ageless wonder Vince Carter is now an Atlanta Hawk. Yes, Vince Carter, if you haven't heard already. Carter played in 58 games with four starts last season with Sacramento, where he averaged 5.4 points. Uh, just under three rebounds a game and 1.2 assists in 17, uh, about 17 more seven minutes. Now, in, in 20 NBA seasons with Toronto, New Jersey, Orlando, Phoenix, Dallas, Memphis, and Sacramento, yeah, Carter has posted career averages of 17.7 points, 4.5 rebounds, 3.3 assists, and one steal in 34 minutes. Now, he has appeared in 1,405 regular season games with 973 starts. Now, in playoff contests, he has 66 starts, and uh, he's played in 88 playoff games. He's averaged 18 points, 5.4 rebounds, 3.4 assists, 1.1 steal in 30, about 35 minutes a game. So he elevates his game in the playoffs. Could the Hawks be like the Braves this year? A young team that, a hey, peaks the season early, possibly? Ah, maybe. Carter was the 1999 NBA Rookie of the Year. Wow, that's like so long ago. <laughs> He's been named All-NBA twice, second team in 2001 and third team in 2000. He's an eight-time All-Star, finished at the top ten in scoring six times, and he's won the NBA Slam Dunk Contest in 2000. And he also took home a gold medal the same year as part of the United States men's basketball team in Sydney, Australia. He's going to be wearing jersey number 15 for the Hawks, but probably don't expect to see him a lot on the court. He's probably going to be pretty much kind of the pawn for leadership, the leadership role, probably a spot role as well. But, uh, hey, you know, you never know. With this young team, he might be playing more than they may expect. But at the same time, we'll still be seeing Vince Carter either either uh, on the floor or hey, on the Hawks bench. But either way it goes, he will be in Atlanta this season. That's going to do it for this edition of Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. Thank you so much for joining me. Remember, you can check me out anytime on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Again, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Kevin Taylor. Kevin Taylor, 98 now. I want to see your follow, your favorite question follows this week, right? <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Wherever you are, much love to you for listening and supporting Taylor May Sports with Kevin Taylor. Never be discouraged. Always encouraged. Until the next time, my friends, I'm out.